0: Thanks for listening to the Thyroid Fixer podcast with your host, me, Dr. Amy Horniman, aka the Thyroid Fixer, functional medicine practitioner, hormone, and weight loss expert. We're talking all things thyroid, hormone, and health related in order to empower, educate, and transform you. So if you're ready to get your life back, let's get started. Are you finally at your wit's end where you are tired of dealing with doctor after doctor? like you don't even believe it, but I promise you, I promise you, we will take good care of you. So click the link in the show notes, book a call today, and we'll be talking to you soon. You know, when you're at a loss for words to describe an experience, couldn't think of the name for this podcast because it encompasses so much. My guest today is literally a sister from another mister. She's totally aligned in her tude her beliefs, her experiences. And she's going to share with you how she is really the, the thyroid patient advocate. She's palpating thyroid glands in the airport, folks. She can spot you from a mile away if you have a thyroid problem. And she has been through the conventional medicine ringer, just like we all have. And you are going to absolutely love her. So please enjoy, thoroughly enjoy this episode with Lisa Fisher. Lisa, I'm so pumped to talk to you because we just totally jived on your podcast and I love your energy and I love your story. So I had to bring you on here because I know my audience will absolutely love you and your information too. So welcome. Thank you. We're thyroid
1: sisters. Yes, we are. I mean, once you have that connection that you're in the broken thyroid club, because you know, you can be in it forever you kind of broke it down for me how some people do get to get off their medicine but because mine has been so i've had it for so long my gland is rip dead yeah um but once you have a connection with somebody which really you look around Driving down the highway, you look over, that lady probably has thyroid disease too. And your mother probably had it if she's chubby. And if your daughter's having trouble conceiving, she probably has it too. Like that's how ubiquitous it is. And and that's what really surprises me, Amy, is that, you know, I used to lunge at airports and palpate people's thyroids. And my doctor said he had never known an advocate like me. And it's because I said, I know what it feels like to be patted on the leg and told, take another B vitamin. You just gained 10 or 15 pounds. You know, I was 39 years old. And they said, this is where you are in life. And I dug my heels in it. Part of that is stubbornness. Part of it is knowing that, I wasn't gonna going to go into this part of my life or even then, I wasn't even 40, you know, and ride into that part of my life kicking and screaming or being tired all the time. I wasn't gonna have it. So you have to, and you do too, you have to have the resolve and the chutzpah to get in there and say. I'm mad as hell and I'm not taking it anymore. I'm going to feel better. And you know what? I'm 60 years old and I feel much better than I did at 39, much better than I did at probably 35. And that's probably about the onset Of my disease. As you know, it's insidious. You know, it can be a slow onset. And the the gland, man, it's like the little choo choo. I think I can. I think I can. That gland is trying to push out some thyroid hormone. That TSH starts getting elevated. And that's when all hands need to get on deck. That's when you need to have a provider. Who you can communicate with that will say, you know what? Your TSH was 1.5 last year. It's 2.5 this year. Something's wrong. I said it for four years. No one listened to me. And I hope all their houses burn down by Tuesday. No, I I take that back because if something happens, then I might be coming back on you for digging out the I think that's called, that's called, yeah, that's called motive. You know, I watch a lot of murder shows. That's called motive. I would have motive. So I hope their houses don't burn down, but I hated it that no one listened to me. And that's why I started lunging at people in airports, palpating their thyroids. Cause I said, I ask people all the time when I see that the gland is swollen, that's the first thing I do as a health coach. I meet with them via zoom because thyroid is really the, it, it is the gas pedal to the body.
0: It is. And how do people respond exactly? Let's say you, you find someone in the airport, you lunge them and you palpate their neck. When you give them the information that they might have a thyroid problem, how do they take that?
1: Well, as you can imagine, I'm a little abrasive just by talking to me. You know, I'm not gentle.
0: That's why I <laughs> and, love you, uh, though. That's why well, I love you. I,
1: you know, I was born in Jersey uh, to Jewish parents. You know, there's just a certain genetic compound in people like us. Our people are in the desert all those years we have something to fight about. So it's mixed, Amy. It really is. It's mixed results. Many people will have a tear come down and I, it's usually a female. I've really never seen a swollen thyroid on a man. And she will say, I've been telling my doctor this for years and no one will listen. Or my husband wants to know what's wrong with me. And oftentimes then I give them the quick elevator pitch. I get a complete thyroid panel. This is what providers are missing. And then I know it's because of an insurance model and they have night nine minutes with you in 12 seconds. Yeah, It's the old timey way to diagnose was palpating the gland that's standing behind you. And we're on a Zoom call, but it's a, right above the collarbone, as you know, and it's taking your fingers and pinching. And the gland will be, sometimes you can see it swollen. So it's obvious to me, cause I have thyroid eyes to look, you know, I know what I'm looking for. And in the fifties before the TSH test, which was 1973. So fifties and sixties, your doctor would palpate the gland and the other magical thing they would do, they would take that little thingy and uh check your reflexes. Yeah. And if your reflexes were slow, you had thyroid disease. Mm-hmm. And so it didn't matter which T because it doesn't matter what your TSH is. Everybody tell your doctor to throw the number out. You don't care what a TSH is. Mm-hmm. I don't okay. care. I nope. don't care. I don't, I mean, really, bore me more and tell me what my TSH is. Yeah. And that's all they were checking for me. So the people I talked to, one, I've only had one out of, I'm saying thousands of people. I've been doing this for 20 years. And it's legal people. I do not give medical advice. Right. I just say, if I were you, I would go see a provider who's open-minded about thyroid disease. And that does not include endocrinologists. No. Nope. Period. But not. the one lady said uh, two people. To, and Let me tell you, I'm right. The one lady said the girl was 17. She was my daughter's friend. My daughter also has thyroid disease, of course, because the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. Mm-hmm. And I could see the gland was swollen, though she was thin. They were probably looking for hypothyroidism when I think hers was working too fast. And she's 31 years old and still can't conceive always check the thyroid if you can't conceive. Yep. And the other girl told me we were standing in line someplace and I looked over and I just said, and I really am more gentle than I come across. But I said, hey, cause you can weasel your way into this easily and say, hey, you know, if you're sitting there talking to her, we were waiting on a speaker. You know, I'm like, do, 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 do. And I saw the gland and she was puffy faced. Her nails look split. I mean, you can see it. The eyebrows, the tail, the outer third of the eyebrows are gone. Right. And I said, Gosh, I said, the craziest thing happened to me. You know, I said, I had this thyroid disease. And she said, Well, I've been thinking I did, but she, so I said, I would check. And so her provider probably just ran a TSH. She was, I'm not kidding, she was 45. She had a heart attack right after that. Low thyroid is a concern and it's a reason for cardiovascular disease in women. Yep. So cardiovascular disease in women is not because you're stupid cholesterol panel right. It's because you're not treating their thyroids the way you should. And that is actually criminal and abusive. The end.
0: Bam. Mic I'm drop passionate. right there. My listeners have to be able to pick up on the fact that you are like a sister from another mister or something, because <laughs> they're going, they are very similar. They're too to much us. alike right now. They're just too, <laughs> then
1: right. you I get it. it yeah. And that's it. Amy. I mean, it's truly, if you can advocate for yourself, no one else cares now. Uh, Even now, husbands will care because, I mean, truthfully, the sex isn't being put out like it used to be Yep. because sexual desire goes down. Fatigue is such a battle. And a woman doesn't feel good when she gains weight. So if you may have a husband who's an advocate or a spouse or a partner who might say, let's look into this because my husband, I would come back and say they would (laughs) say, well, he'd go, what'd you find out? They said I'm depressed. He goes, you're not depressed. But he said, you're the most tired adult I've ever met. His mother had stage four breast cancer and had more energy than I did. I was 39 years old. She was 69. I was 39 years old and took two and three naps a day. And I was on Adderall. I was on Adderall because I was needing something to boost my energy and that only lasted however many hours because it was short acting. And so they did give me Welbutrin, which has a stimulant in it. So mm-hmm. it gave me a little energy. But y'all, I was still constipated cold. My hair fell out. So it, it again, it was a band aid. And it wasn't until I had somebody who palpated my thyroid gland before he looked at my numbers and said, I believe you have thyroid disease. Mm-hmm. And I, and I said, I, I almost said to him, no shit. And he said, why are you so, why, why are you looking at me that way? I said, because I've been saying this for four years. He goes, let me guess. They said chronic fatigue syndrome or depression. I depression. said, they said depression. Right. And it was my decision. I was able to wean off the Wellbutrin because I didn't have a depression. There is a depression element with thyroid disease. I don't want women to put to the side, definitely address whatever you and your provider agree on, but depression and was not my issue it was my thyroid and that's what we say in kind of the functional medicine space is you're not lacking synthetic anything right and so the hormone that i'm on is bioidentical for a thyroid hormone and it's mm-hmm. what works for me and as we know bioindividuality everybody's different you're on i mean you're juiced up on liothyronine, works right. great for you in fact, you helped me with my daughter after. So I have a little podcast, the Lisa Fisher's Dead podcast. And that episode drops, I think next week. And you helped me with my daughter. And so because I went to her, you're such a good problem solver in that you can be totally objective. You do not have big pharma over here incentivizing right. you. And I do, I take your thyroid fixer. I, I'm going to get my labs drawn next week to see what it did to my antibodies. That's what I'm hoping. But you helped me with my daughter so much that she came back yesterday, uh, and I told you she was, just to remind everybody, I'm violating her PHI. I'm sure I'm not, because I'm not telling you her name. But she's thin, because weight does have something to do with the way they titrate your medicine. Mm-hmm. I will say that. And that that's kind of just a plumb line for her. But she's 5'7 and 130 pounds, so she's thin. But they put her on a A high dose and you said to keep going with it you know try you were the one saying let's try this try that and that's what you have to do you have to have an advocate like you amy that people in fact i just sent one of my clients to you because she's like oh but my my numbers aren't right and i don't feel right i said you know what don't go back to a doctor because she said i just can't try to find another doctor i said stop i said here's dr amy right? She's the thyroid whisper. I said, she's going to be able to get in there. I said, you need someone objective who can look at everything and go, well, here's, here's the obvious hole Yeah, is this. And like you, you take a lot of T3, you know, we hope we take T4 and it converts to T3. It's not right.
0: But not everybody, we're, not everybody but we're
1: all different. Right. We're all different. And that, that's, that's what I love about you is that you don't, you're not incentivized by any group and you really care about people enough to say, I think I figured it out. And that's all people need. You need someone that can partner with you that will say, I think I figured it out.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay, wait, we, we have so much to unpack. First of all, I want to yeah. rewind to one of the yeah. things that you said and circle back to it, that even with the husbands coming in and your desire for sex goes down, you know, I, I talk about this a lot. And you can give me your opinion and then we'll actually get into your story too. But but on that note that you just mentioned, I think a lot of it is true how we feel about ourselves and even our brain function. So yeah, we say like low libido and the husband's over there going like, you don't even want me anymore. Like we never do it. And in the women's mind, because let's face it, women have more thyroid problems than men. Like you said, you've never palpated a thyroid in the airport of a man, because you just don't see it. You know, the guys get it, but not as much as us. I think for women, you know, we get that depression of the brain, not that you need like, you know, Prozac or well be, but you get that low low T3 in the brain because there's receptor sites for T3 in the right. brain. So we have that low brain function. We have that low motivation, that low mood depression. Then we're putting on weight most of the time. Like you said, it doesn't, weight isn't a component 100% of the time with thyroid, but it is, I would say in about 95% of the cases. And especially we, women over
1: 35.
0: Oh, uh, Yeah, because it's tanking your hormones too. So the thyroid goes wacky. There goes your hormones at an early, early state, not even in menopause, but you start losing testosterone, losing progesterone. That's right. And I think it just, why would I want to get naked if I'm carrying around an extra 25 pounds? It's not going to happen. I'm not going to have, you can pump me full of testosterone at that point. I don't want to take my clothes off.
1: You know, they call that to the, the hormone apron that when a woman looks down, And, you know, if you're not tucking your shirts in, something's wrong. Your body was made for your shirts to be tucked in, not shaming you, not weight shaming anybody. Right. If we can start having the mindset, Amy, of root cause, there's a cause. If you look down and there's an abdomen, it's better, in fact, to pinch it than to have the visceral fat. But it is a warning from the epicenter of your hormones is your hypothalamus, we know, and the brain. So it means that there's a brain disorder and you owe it to yourself to feel your best, to enjoy your life in your, as you know, your twilight years, whatever your retirement or your thirties. Again, I was 39. I was 35 when I started having some kind of wonky symptoms, but this isn't for somebody who will say, well, I'm a feminist and I, I want to do what I want to do. We were designed to have Intercourse and orgasm, and to enjoy our sex lives, and if you're not, you owe it to yourself and your partner to find out why. Yep. And thyroid is a huge component, but I'm just telling you because I'm 100 years old, I'm 60. But because I'm 60, for me, it's it's taken a whole family of bioidentical hormones to get me upright and feeling good. But mm-hmm. you know what? I feel better, and I, you know, I I'm slim. I have all the parts that I like. You know, I I will say, women keep your parts. Yeah, keep, 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 keep your parts. parts. <laughs> Don't get talked into it, because mm-hmm. you, you, you'll call us later and go, mm, "They talked me into it. That sucks." They said it wouldn't affect
0: my hormones, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: It, we we are so we are designed in such a way that really the shoulder bones connected to the hum bone, the zone bone, them bones and bones. It should be them hormones, them hormones. Yeah, because like that. that's what it's all about. So if you understand, and you do, that hormones are chemical messengers. And so sex hormones, we know about those. know about testosterone, estrogen, progesterone. But thyroid's a hormone. Mm -hmm. Vitamin D is a hormone. Cortisol is a hormone. Mm -hmm. So we want to keep them tempered in such a way so that they fire and not misfire. Cortisol misfires as a woman ages, and then that affects her estrogen. And then she looks down and she has the apron. You know, so I'm saying you deserve it. You, I want the people listening, watching, what, however you're communicating with this podcast to be the best, whoever they are at this stage in their life and forever. I don't want my kids to think that I'm stuck in a chair and my knees hurt in order to get up to see my grandchildren. I'm right. going to get my grandchildren. I, I've got a short little TV shoot in an hour, and then I'm going to get them taken them to the park. And sometimes they mistake me for the mother. Because I'm fit, you know. They see my face and go, "Look oh, good." She, she might be sixty. If I look at her face. But I'm saying You're not. I'm, well, thank yeah. you. But I, my point is, I'm fit and I'm active, and I don't want I don't want my kids and grandkids to look back and think I'm in a rocking chair knitting booties. Right. I mean, I've broken up with so many providers in order to get the one who communicates well with me, and do not feel bad. You deserve the best. So
0: you've kind of told your story throughout in bits and pieces. Yep. But let's bring this all together. So symptoms, misdiagnoses, very similar to mine. Yeah. You spent yeah. four years bouncing around until yeah. you finally got the diagnosis. So then what did it look like after that? Did you go right into you know, being on the right treatment? Were there ups and downs? How did that look for you?
1: Well, I'm a journalist. And so a good journalist is investigative in his or her nature and is a good speller. I'm a really good speller. So all you have to do is tell me I have an assignment to study something. Like if I have to write an article, I still write for newspapers and magazines. And you want to tell me this is on um, healthy bones because I'm studying about it now. I'm a student of things. Girl. So I got diagnosed in November of uh, 2003. It had been four years. I have vitiligo. And so that's finally what probably put it all together. and, And he did palpate my thyroid. So all I did, that's all we had then. We had we had internet access, but we didn't have the proliferation of material that we have now right. and knowledge. So I did something old fashioned called, I went to the library. Oh, wow. Huh. Microfiche? <laughs>
0: did you bring yeah. out the microfiche? <laughs> yeah, I did. I,
1: I got the card catalog out and I checked out eight or nine books that my husband said at night, I would read a book and he called it my thyroid murder mystery. I would turn the page and go, like it, it, Amy, it every day opened my eyes. And then, so my doctor at that point, I weighed, I weigh about 150. I may have been 160 then or 150. I don't remember. It was something like that. Cause he, I remember he gave me 75 micrograms of Synthroid. We know uh, micrograms are small units and Synthroid is measured that way, which is a joke. It's like taking a Tic Tac. So he said, you can come back in four to six weeks and we'll, we'll look at your, we'll maybe bump up your medicine. Well, I read the healthy thyroid book. I read the so-and-so thyroid book. I read Dr. Aram, Rita's book, Rita Aram's book. I can't remember who he was. He was a guy in Houston and he was at the so-and-so clinic. I mean, I read them all. Mm -hmm. So when I went back, I went back in four weeks. I asked for lab work before I went in and I had my books. I mean, I was ready because that's one thing about me. Once I learn it, it's here. And, um, he sat down, he goes, everything looks great (laughs) on 75 micrograms of synthroid. He goes, everything looks great. Your TSH is one. And I said, I go, he said, we think that's a good number. I go, is there a, someone in your pocket? Like who's we, he said, well, the the american society of endocrinologists or whatever it is because that's the first person who did diagnose me so i did i do give him props and i said well the we at my house don't think i'm doing great because i said i've gained weight and i take naps every day and i could do that for free i don't need your stupid medicine right and i said could you give me life can you give me cytomel he went oh no I, I i i was 39 i can't do that why not he goes well we're afraid of a heart condition and older women i go i haven't even broken 40 yet dude right i said those words and i said and with my vitiligo well why didn't why didn't you know can't you give me more just i'm trying to i don't know sway him in some way he said no in six months when you come back and i went oh no 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 we're broken up like i'm, I'm obviously honest i said no I, I said you're not going to give me any more medicine no and you won't give me the I didn't even know about armor then. I was just trying Cytomel. I mean, he said, no, no. That's all you need to tell me, no? Hey, it was nice meeting you. Hope things work out for you. Yeah. Then I went down. We used to have phone books, kids, in the 2000s. Uh-huh. So I got something yeah. called a phone book. Yep. And I started looking up. I called every doctor that I could find in central Arkansas. We do have a teaching hospital here. Don't recommend because they follow you know, a certain model that's not my model for my body. I started calling and I found an old timey, an endocrinologist who in 2003 was 65 years old. He still gives me advice today. He's, uh, 85 years old.
0: Aww.
1: He wanted me to go to medical school. He said he'd never had anyone grasp the thyroid like I did. I said, well, I'm dumb as a fence post. I can't, I can't figure out hearts or butts or guts or anything. I said, I got the butterfly shaped gland down to a science. And I called his nurse and said, Would you ask that nice doctor in there if he would give me cytomel? Like she literally put me on hold. She goes, Hold on, hun. She ran in there and came back. He said, she said, he had no one's asked for Cytomel in years because it had been around. Right. And Armor had been around. Yeah. And he said, You tell her to come in. And my best friend and I went and we called ourselves the Lucian and Ethyl thyroids. And we called ourselves the thyroid support hussies, T S H, the thyroid support hussies. And he said, Good, I love cheap women. I still love him to this day. I, I wow. still, I, w- I could reach out to him right now. And he said, I'll try whatever you guys want. You want, I said, we'll be your Guinea pigs. So I did a trial of Cytomel. I do metabolize the way I metabolize. I did get over a place so I couldn't, and we even thought about compounding it. And then we did armor and then we did NP. I mean, he was like, He said, okay, so he was 65 then. He had been practicing a long time. Remember, 1973 is when the TSH test was created and Synthroid magically sponsored all these medical school symposiums. So your doctor only knows about Synthroid. So your doctor really isn't ignorant, but he's ignorant. He doesn't know the facts. If you don't know the facts, you're ignorant. Mm -hmm. It's not that they're ignoring the facts. They just don't know them. And he said, he goes, we've been, and his parents were physicians. His mom and dad, his mom graduated from medical school in the thirties as one of like the first female medical students at the university of Arkansas for medical sciences here in Little Rock. And he said, my parents gave thyroid medicine for years. And he goes, you know how they diagnosed you? They'd come around, palpate your thyroid. They would do the test to look at your reflexes. Yep. And he said, they'd send you home with medicine. And in six weeks, you didn't feel better. Well, it wasn't your thyroid. I go, why can't we do that now? He said, it's just not done. So he did that. And so that's how I found my magical dose for my body weight. Again, I'm 150, 5'8", 150. And um, I'm on two grains, 120 milligrams of Armour, 60 BID. And then I still do 75 micrograms of levothyroxine because Mm -hmm. as you age, you do get frozen shoulder. And that often is correlated with low T4 and bursitis can be. It's also perimenopausal, postmenopausal. So, I mean, I had to fight I really had to fight for myself, yeah. but because of that, I really feel like I made a way for other people to do the same thing. A lot of times, Amy, I hear this from women. Well, I, I my doctor won't give it to me. Well, fire him. Well, I go to church with him. I go, I mean, what are they going to do? Null your church membership? they can going to take your robe away and you can't be in choir? I mean, yeah. just fire him. Yeah. So, you, so this is what I say. So you don't care about yourself or your marriage enough? Well, yeah, I do. No, you don't. Or you would do something about it oh i just don't i'm not a whiner i had a really really tough childhood growing up in jersey went to new orleans my mother overdosed when i was 12 i was sexually abused i had a lot of i saw some rough things so i'm tough as a nut yeah and because of that i'll fight for myself and i don't care if you don't like me i mean who wouldn't like somebody because you would switch doctors well then that's not a real friendship no
0: not at all no i just got off the phone with someone and she was all scared of offending her functional medicine doctor. And it's Whatever. like, oh and she gosh. paid her and she's already paid her. And I'm like, okay, but she's not helping you. So what? you're going to lose money, be miserable. And like you said, it's going to affect you as a wife and a mother because you're afraid of offending someone. I mean, yeah. come on. <clears throat>
1: yeah. And you know, those early days of thyroid disease, one of the symptoms that really, so I, I, I was going to the doctor for four years. It, and probably mine came on after the birth of my third child when I was mm. 35,
0: which often happens.
1: Yep. And so they just pad me on the legs. I needed be vitamin and to move on. But one of my real symptoms, Amy, was the brain fog that I thought I had some type of dementia. I mean, mm-hmm. because your inability to remember do so. My job as a journalist, I've been on the air here in Little Rock uh, since the earth cooled, you know, for since the 80s. And then I was homeschooling my kids, so I was home more, but I would get asked to fill in like on radio stations or in TV and do things. I said no for about three years because I did not have, my job depends on clarity of thought, as does yours. My job, you know, being witty helps and, you know, remembering things. I couldn't remember places, names. I couldn't think of the word, like I'm holding a pen. I would look at it and go, you know, the um, baseball dr pepper like i wasn't even close do you remember that of your brain like circling learn looking for the word and you'd go book mirror like i couldn't think of basic words couldn't remember people's names and people attribute that to aging no
0: Yeah.
1: yeah stop it yeah stop dumbing down our homo sapiens my goodness they our people survived on a planet for thousands of years you know Doing things and staying sharp, and also not eating for a few days. So, I'm a big proponent of intermittent fasting, mm-hmm. but that also keeps your mind sharp. So, keeping your mind sharp also is on you, and your family deserves better.
0: I hear that all the time. I'm sure you hear that from your clients that I think I have early Alzheimer's or early dementia. I, like, I definitely no, it's your thyroid. That. It's your it's thyroid. Right. Absolutely. So you're on the bioidentical hormones too. And those help tremendously. I mean, those just kind of stack upon yes. the thyroid uh, treatment. Yes. So, so
1: I keep some at my desk. This can go on your girl parts. It can go here. I mean, I'd lick it if I needed to. Now, what is
0: is that progesterone? That's testo- testosterone. That's testosterone. Okay. So
1: I've done the gene profiling and all. I mm-hmm. do have a slow metabolism in the way I metabolize things. In fact, I have a propensity to be overweight. Yeah. But again, oh yeah, so do know. I. Yeah i'm not so because that i can't metabolize the pellet well i get fur on my face yeah and acne so i do this and i do dim mm-hmm. i think i i don't know if the dim helps with that oh i do lactone because i don't i mean this face is still on tv so yeah. i don't want to want a beard you know? yeah and i don't want a beard i don't want to so beard
0: you- you push your testosterone to dihydrotestosterone, which is going to cause the androgenic effect. Now, have you ever tried the injectable? Have you ever tried injectable testosterone? No. What
1: do you think about that? I'll try. I like I have, I'm such a good guinea pig. I'll do anything.
0: Oh yeah. Okay. We might have to try that on you. Well, here's the thing: if the cream's working, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. That's that's, yeah, that's my true. motto. So anybody coming in that I'm working with, I'm like, is it working? Is it making a difference? Yeah. Okay. Then we're gonna leave it alone. Mm-hmm. But if it's mm-hmm. not working, so what I see with the cream. And this might, we might have to refer back to your labs too and how you feel. But what I see with the cream, some women do beautifully. Like we will see their total testosterone go to 100, 125 on the cream. Others, I will see it move from a 30 to a 33 in three months. It's like, okay, something's going on here. Either you're not rubbing it in right or it's not compounded right or the cream oh. just isn't for you. So then we do the, the injections and that seems to keep a more steady state. Unlike the pellets, it's not like you're getting this big bolus yeah. of testosterone where you're like, your face freaks out. There's nothing you can do. It's now stuck in your ass. You got to wait three months. Yeah, It's, you That's can true. control it with the injectable. So maybe you do, I'm, you know, one shot one week and you're like, uh, I got a couple of pimples. Okay. Back it off. Then do the okay. half that dose yeah. and do it every 10 days.
1: I think my testosterone last time was about 95, 90, 95. Oh, well, I'm postmenopausal, so yeah, I feel good. Yeah, and then good. progesterone, as you know, your doctor or any provider doesn't like to hear a woman having any vaginal bleeding, postmenopausal. And a lot of times, again, keep your parts. It's often a a fibroid that might burst and probably that's what happened. So I did bump up to maybe 400 milligrams of progesterone during a time to shed that lining. yep. And now I'm back down to about 250. I do take five days off a month to to kind of mimic a cycle. And it, as we know, progesterone is nature sedative and it's, she's a beauty. Mm
0: -hmm. She's a beauty.
1: That's what I really tell my clients now, these young girls in their thirties. I say, if there's anything I would do, because again, I don't give medical advice, but I say, if it were me, if I were to start, over, I would have started progesterone much, much earlier. I think I would have delayed some other kicks in the gut, in the butt, you know, that estrogen dominance, and that just really the term estrogen dominance, as you know, it's just the ratio is not right. So math is involved. You don't want me doing that. But so then I do an estradiol pellet Mm -hmm. and I feel great.
0: That's awesome. Beautiful. I love the balance. I love it. I love that you're saying things that I always say on here. And I'm like, oh, cool. She's saying it again. Like, I like (laughs) it when people back me up. Like I got a guest on saying, I didn't even pay her to do that. Right. She's just saying that because she knows it. (laughs)
1: Well, because really, this is what my friend who we said, we're the Lucy and Ethel thyroid support hussies. We wanted to get a bullhorn and stand at the back of Walmart or in the parking lot and say, attention, all women. Are you puffy, constipated, cold? Does your hair fall out? You have thyroid disease. This is not normal parts of aging. Like we felt so passionate about it because we were there and we were both in separate situations told by providers, oh, you're fine. You're fine. Yeah. we're You know, the 10 or 15 pounds, see, it's not about vanity at that point. It means something's wrong. I mean, yeah. Weight gain means something is off. You may be fine with it. But again, I was still on camera and, you know, I I, I just didn't want, I, again, I didn't want the 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 apron. That's what I ask my clients now. Can you look down and see an apron? If they say yes, then I go, well, let's do something about that. I don't care what the number is on the scale. The number on the scale is kind of stupid, in fact. It is. The numbers you need to look at are fasting insulin, high sensitivity, C-reactive protein, if you want mm-hmm. to look at inflammation. Because yep. inflammation is a huge component in this. Do you remember in the early days how puffy your face was in the morning when you oh. were, your thyroid was low? I had full moon face.
0: Like I have pictures somewhere, but I can't find them. Oh, I wish I kind of yeah. could. I probably threw them out. I had yeah, I, I don't want to look at mine. Right? Yeah. And yeah. puffy
1: hands, puffy yeah. under my eyes. Food sensitivities were very high. I will say I, I've had to pare it down to certain foods that I eat, an animal-based diet. And I really mm. can't veer from it, Amy, because I don't know if my liver you know our livers are are toxic sludges yep. of dump yep because of perfumes and phthalates and everybody you know everybody that has that so i do try to give my little liver a break and i do wonder sometimes what's going on i do the queen of thrones i i'm a i'm a sexy beast at night i have a mouth guard i wear and i wear the queen of thrones liver pack of
0: thrones what is that
1: that's the brand of the castor oil that you put. I mean, go to Googling. It'll change
0: your life. Okay. Now, what is does it's this It's the do? thing.
1: Isabella Wentz, the yeah. America's thyroid pharmacist, right. says that every thyroid patient needs to do it every night, and you wear it on a pack on your abdomen. You can do heat for about an hour, or you can sleep in it. Queen okay. of Thrones is the product line you want to use, but I'm telling you, you he's not going to be meowing at you in bed. He's going to look over and go, Really? You're going to go, I'm doing this to help my thyroid.
0: <laughs> I got earplugs and mouth tape. Like I'm right there with you. What, what's one more thing to make me that much more sexy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So
1: that's it. Sexy beast. That's what I told my husband. I go, uh-huh. sexy beast. I'll go. Mm.
0: Yeah. So you have the sex before you go to bed because once you're in bed, it's not, it's no go. It's a no go zone. It's the no go zone. <laughs> it's, uh, that's exactly it. Okay. So I want to pick your brain about this before we move into intermittent fasting. Because you are a journalist and a health coach and you're such a huge patient advocate. What are your thoughts on the people that just give in? You know, it's like I tend to look at like when you said Walmart, you go to Walmart and you see these women and I feel like they've just given up like they have bought the narrative that we're getting older. This is what's going to happen. I'm just going to get fat and lose my hair. And that's just it like, what is going on with women's thought processes right now that they're succumbing to that?
1: I don't think they've given in. I think they've been lied to and they believe it. Okay. Yeah. The man they meet with once a year who has a lab coat on and his name says MD at the end. He he has her best interest, doesn't he? Oh, wait. He wins a trip to Cabo if he writes a bunch of Synthroid. Mm -hmm, I think that's a conflict of interest. Oh, he's incentivized if he writes that statin. Mm, that's a conflict. As a journalist, that's a conflict of interest. Yeah. So this is the hope I want to give people: it doesn't have to be this way. We're not just lucky. It's not, you know. People look at me and go, "Well, it's just genetics." I go, "Oh no, I, I have a family of type two diabetes." Me too. Yep. I, again, my gene profile says it says on there propensity for obesity. I'm having my hormones communicate in a way. They don't know anything about it, and if you talk to them about hormones, they don't realize thyroid is a hormone. Mm-hmm. That again, cortisol is a hormone. Cholecystokinin is a hormone. That's the hormone that and leptin are the ones that tell you push the Fruit Loops away. In fact, don't right. eat Fruit Loops.
0: Right. Don't but
1: th- but their doctor told them that meat is evil and milk is evil, and then they follow the New York Mayor who's trying to do Meatless Mondays for children. So you want children to have low IQs? Because yeah. what builds your IQ? Protein, Protein and fat. What? What? Joe Biden, he needs to eat a steak. He does. He I, does. Because dementia, I mean, we know he has cognitive, he has uh, yeah. some cognitive decline. It doesn't matter what political party you're in, right? Yeah. It doesn't, I'm not, I'm not saying. you matter. have eyes
0: and ears, you know. If right. you have
1: eyes and ears, right. He needs to eat a steak because your brain needs fat. And we're learning that. Dr. Dale Bresden and all I mean, on and on and on, these people that are thought leaders. Mark Hyman, I hope, can talk some sense into Capitol Hill. He's trying to change the food pyramid. Mm -hmm. Don't, if, hey, people, if the government tells you to do something, do the opposite. Oh, my God. Dr. Dr. You do. (laughs) Do the opposite. Do the opposite. And again, I attract women in my age group, 55 to 65. There's often a lump in their throat and a tear when we meet, when I tell them things, because they're like, you mean you want me to quit my? You mean I should quit my statin? I go. I don't make your decisions on your healthcare. You do. They go. You mean I can't? And then they say, "You mean I can't quit my statin?" I go. It's your body, your choice. Don't you remember? Isn't that what we learned this during the pandemic? Right. I mean, I said it.
0: Yeah. I mean, Absolutely. Yeah. You can. You can choose what goes into your body. How about that? Mm-hmm. That includes mm-hmm. the arms here. Those long needles. Those things, yeah. All the things. All right. the things. So, All the things. All the things just in saying. fact,
1: it's hard for me to stay off social media because the stupid people, yeah. the people who are ignorant, who who don't know the facts, will say things like, hormone replacement will cause cancer. And I'm like, right. dude, where are you, where have you been? I mean, where have you... Oh, you're watching NBC. That's where you've been. Right. Because if, if you've opened your device and you do a Google search on the Women's Health Initiative in 2002 it was debunked in 2006. Yeah. And so it makes me crazy when they're on, you know, a, a, some type of social media, in you know, a group, you know, Little Rock has its own Little Rock power women. And they'll say, Oh, you, you know, you can't take that because you'll get cancer. And you, I can't, my thyroid's fine. My doctor said, and I go, oh. well, I'm so say- cynical.
0: You know what? That's okay because they're going to be dried up and old and demented and have heart disease anyway. So they won't have a real strong club in another year or two. No, that's exactly right. You let them think that.
1: (laughs) That's right. So after my mother, my mother overdosed when I was 12 in New Orleans, I was raised in New York, went to New Orleans. I came to Arkansas. My cousins raised me and he was an attorney and he and his wife was my first cousin. That's who raised me. They always said that the people who came in for divorces in their forties, the first question my dad always asked was, have you had a hysterectomy? Every time, Amy. The woman would go, yeah, but I don't like him anymore and he's not the man for me. And they're the ones. So that was in the 80s. They started telling me things like, keep your parts. They were way ahead of their times. Mm -hmm. And they also told me I did not immunize my children because of them. And I Mm -hmm. homeschooled my children because of them. Because they, they were way ahead of it on advocating for yourself. The decisions you make for your family, right? Yep. So that's why keep your parts. Yep. Someone told me, my great aunt had uterine cancer. I go, what does that have to do with you? I mean, yeah. That's up here and it turns right. It's not even you. Right. And it's epigenetics. It's we now know it's what you're doing to turn the genes on or off. Quit eating packaged foods. Mm-hmm. Get some sunlight. Go have sex. Have an orgasm. And you know what? You'll like your husband better tomorrow. Yeah. The more sex you
0: have, the more sex you want. You do. And when I, whenever I talk, and do a libido episode. I always end yeah. with sometimes you just have to participate. Now, I mean, you need a non-dry vagina to do so. So that's where the estrogen is going to come in. But sometimes you just have to participate. And then the more you do it, the more you want it. Absolutely. And just real quick, I have to say this. The Women's Health Initiative, like you said, it was debunked in 06. If your doctor is still telling you that hormones cause cancer, it means he hasn't opened a book since 2006. Hello, maybe that's a red flag to fire your doctor.
1: right. No, I hear that still all the time. In fact, one doctor here who his wife has, she had breast cancer and he's a BioT provider. So he does bioidentical hormone replacement and she has the pellet. He has her, they measure and do. And he's the one who asked the question. I'm sure you've asked it, but I didn't think of it this way until he asked it. He goes, Lisa, when do you think your sex hormones were the highest? And there were two women. I was with the pharmacist. And I said puberty, and she said pregnancy. He goes, do you know anyone in puberty that has breast cancer? Bingo. Exactly. Anyone? Now, one in a million may get pregnant and have breast cancer. I'm not making a blanket statement. But he said, so the women with the
0: lowest estrogen have the highest breast cancer? There's your correlation. Yeah. Simple. Didn't even need a big, expensive study to do that. You can go into any high school and be like, how many of y'all have breast cancer? None? All right. Cool. (laughs) <laughs>
1: you right. know, And their right. estrogen, everything works. All their hormones are communicating beautifully.
0: Now go to an AARP meeting and be like, how many of y'all have breast cancer? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You know, the other
1: thing I'm seeing too, because I'm really now into the metabolic method of cancer treatment, that's a mitochondrial. Yeah. That means you don't have to have chemo and radiation. Mm-hmm. You can do ketogenic diet and fasting. That scientific, Dr. Tom Seefried, I've had him on my yep. podcast. He's brilliant. And he's also in the philosophy. Dr. Jen Simmons says this. I think you were just on her podcast. Yep. She's, I love her because I love redheads. Okay. She said, and I think this is brilliant. It's the urgency that they give these women when they sit down. They have stage one breast cancer. We all have stage one breast cancer probably. Right. And she said, what I resent is the urgency of we've got to do something right now. People need to step back. They need to tweak their diet. And that means you've got to get carbs, packaged foods out of your diet today Mm -hmm. and stop feeding yourself all the, stop with the insulin resistance and then look at it of, you know what, you know, there's a chance you could reverse this because you know what causes cancer? The treatment for cancer. Yeah. Radiation causes cancer. Yeah. Well, I don't get x-rays at the dentist you know because you know what i say no thank you they go lisa you have to do this and i go says who (laughs) i don't have fluoride i haven't had fluoride in 20 years as a thyroid patient
0: no not at all
1: and so every time you know for 20 i mean my kids were children when they were little going to the dentist i would refuse the fluoride treatment i was the first person they had ever seen do that that was after i got diagnosed in 2003 Mm -hmm. because i started advocating for it myself and you know what i was the one able to diagnose my own children Because my daughter, who has red hair, that's why I love redheads, she would take her hair and spell her name, Sydney, on the bathtub wall. And she was 13, and she wore a parka in September. Those are thyroid symptoms. Yes, they are. But she was 13. Her pediatrician said we were fine. My sweet guy, who I love, that took care of me, he's the one who said the apple didn't fall far from the tree. She has thyroid disease. Right. And because of that, you know, life is wonderful because we're all pretty much you thyroid in the way we're replaced in the way we feel.
0: Yeah. You're all optimized. Exactly. Yeah. Optimized. Yes. Great term. Now you're mentioning the food. So perfect transition to the last topic. I want to, I can't stop talking to you. That's the problem. We could keep going and going and going, but I do want to, I want to touch on intermittent fasting. Now I'll give you my take real quick. And then I want to hear your take. The problem that I see with women And intermittent fasting is the protein problem they're not getting in enough protein already and then they decide to incorporate in a, let's see an 18 6 fast or an omad and then they're getting in 30 or 40 grams of protein a day and they're thinking that that's going to help them lose weight i think they're over fasting but i want to hear your take and what you do with your clients
1: Well, this is very hard. And I just uh, talked to a physician earlier today and interviewed him and he, he's a, what he does is weight loss. And he says, it's very challenging because as we age, we have sarcopenia, as you know, muscle Mm -hmm. mass, start losing muscle mass, maybe about 1% a year. So 7%, 7 to 10% every decade. So the woman who breaks her hip, he used to be an ER doctor. He said, the woman who broke her hip and came to the ER with a broken hip was because her legs were so weak. They couldn't hold her up because she didn't have enough protein. So I do prioritize protein and I do have everybody get to the point where if they, you know, sip on bone broth in their eating window, that's another 10 grams. So we do things throughout the day that kind of adds up. We also want to reach the best way to reach satiety because your hormones, your satiety hormones work. If we talk about leptin, cholecystin, kinin, mm-hmm. they only work if you have fat and protein anyway. They don't work with carbs. That's why you can eat a whole bag of Lay's potato chips. But you would never eat two fully loaded baked potatoes because baked potatoes have fat and protein in them. They have bacon, they have sour cream, they have cheese. And those are all things. So if you can prioritize protein, and I do have to keep an eye on it, and that means best for you, eliminate the carbs and everything. Now, but people say, but Lisa, I want something sweet. I go, at the end of your meal, after your insulin is regulated your glucose, everybody's woken up, have local fruits in season with some heavy whipping cream. If you're not bothered by dairy, mm-hmm. and that gets you a little more protein. Or have sour cream. Or again, the, the bone broth trick is 10 grams of yeah, protein. That's Boiled good. eggs are only six grams, I think, of protein. It's not as much as you think. But you know what? Another trick I just did last week, because I eat between about noon and five or one and six or whatever, it changes. But I had eggs when I opened my window So I did three eggs, that's 18 grams. And then I had a half a cup of cottage cheese that got me to 30 easily. Mm -hmm. So then that was it. And then cheese on top, that was a very satiating meal. And then I don't believe in snacking, but for women to get their protein intake and not let the brain think they're full for the day, 10 grams of protein as a snack, and maybe at three or 330 with good salt in it, and then close your window. I have, a, we call our eating window, hamburger patty, because again, I'm animal-based. If cheese doesn't bother you. And then I can get mine up to maybe 75 or 80. Once in a while, if I find a protein shake, they often bloat me. So oh, I got to send
0: you mine. I'm going to send you mine. It's it's bone called. Oh, really? It does not bloat oh, you at
1: all. Okay, good. Yeah. So that, and that is, I mean, it, that's a hack then because mm-hmm. I'm saying I'm someone who works hard at it every day. I mean, this is I' it's not my life in that I'm trying to be skinny or wear a, a bikini, right even though I could. It's for optimization. It's yeah. to feel my best to again, I I still make my living in front of a camera. I want to look my best, I want to feel my best. you know I want and I want my husband to look over the sexy beast that I am at night. and I want my husband, you know I I, I do this for my husband too, as he does for me. He looks like, he's a bronze Adonis. I mean, he looks like a former NFL player. He does a thousand pushups a day. He's amazing. So, you yep. know what I'm saying? It's mutual respect. We've been married 35 years. That's awesome.
0: That's so awesome. No, that's a great way to do it. Actually, I, I really like how you lay but that it's out. it's challenging. So, uh, I'm
1: telling you, it's challenging and I keep an eye on it. But if you cut out the carbs, yeah. your body has to have something Now, if you're still battling weight, we kind of say in the fasting world, ditch the nuts and cheese for a while.
0: Yes. That can bite you in the ass. Because you're going to overdo it. You're going to overdo it. You're going to overdo it. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: And even the peanut butter, because that's really kind of, because it has seed
0: oils. So I'll overdo that all the time. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you do, I'm saying, I'm not telling you I get to a hundred every day. A hundred is my goal, but I do get full. Yeah. And so, and because of that, I have an on-off switch now. I can't overeat. I couldn't gain weight probably if I tried, because my brain kept my hormones communicate so well that I I would probably vomit. And I don't say that self-righteously. I say that or I'm hormonally. Dr. Fung says we're well, hormonally wired to eat and to stop eating. Well, my stop eating switch works, and it's hard to circumvent it with more protein. But I'm saying I tried to. It's my goal every day. Sunlight helps a lot to just keeping bones healthy. So that's another thing I do. Love it. Sunlight every day.
0: Lisa, I love you. I mean, I this, love is you just, this is just insane. I love how alike you are. We're the same, person. Right. I, we're we're the same, same person. person. We're the same person that just had like coffee talk about thyroid. So I love right. it.
1: Because <laughs> you're just a sassy blonde. I'm just a sassy
0: brunette. Oh, the vanilla chocolate there. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> Very cool.
1: I love it. I love what you're doing. I love what you're doing. Cool. Keep doing it.
0: Ditto. I mean, right back at you. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Let's keep telling people. I love it when people scroll and stop and go, what did she say? Because they're like, but my doctor told me. Yep. And you're going to, it gets even more challenging because your population, I mean, you might see some over 60, but those over 60 really are in a rut with providers who have, I mean, seriously old
0: information, y'all. Yeah. Very, very. And we yep. have to break the 60-year-olds out of their insurance mentality. That's another podcast. But yeah, yes. you got you to gotta invest in yourself. You got to fire your doctor. You got to do all the things. Yeah. Again,
1: your husband and children deserve it. Do you want to be the woman who's creaking up the stairs? I, I live in a three-story house. I'm up and down these stairs all day. Mm-hmm. And an orthopedic surgeon came over about a year ago and he said, smartest thing to do. He He's 63. Smartest thing to do as a person in your 60s. I said, why? And he goes, because it will keep you nimble. Yep. The last thing you need to do is get that one story, one level house. Right. Exactly. He said, you need to push your body to go up and down stairs every day, every day. Yep. Challenge your body. Okay. Yep. I'm really, I'm not talking anymore.
0: <laughs> well, no, you have to talk a little more to tell people where they can find you and wanna, okay. if they want to work with yeah. you and listen to your podcast yeah. and all the yeah. things.
1: So because I'm a longtime broadcaster, I did start podcasting in 2020, and I was on the radio here for so long that people would say, because I advertise for all the businesses, I'm the Oprah of Arkansas is what I say. Mm
0: -hmm. I would
1: advertise for these businesses, and they'd say, well, why did you shop at Cecil's? Because Lisa Fisher said. So my podcast is, Lisa Fisher said. Like, why did you do it? Cause Lisa Fisher said, so that's like doctors heard about me so much. They would stop me on the street and go, you send another client. And they came because Lisa Fisher said, Mm -hmm. cause Mm -hmm. I'd say, you know, advocate for yourself. So my podcast is Lisa Fisher said podcast. I have one with my gay husband, my husband, and it's the Lisa and Larry show. And it's so fun. It's 30 minutes of frivolity. And we talk about what a gay man and a straight woman would talk about. It's so Oh my fun.
0: God, I have to listen to this
1: It's one. so fun. Oh. I mean, it is so fun. I mean, he's so close to our family. We love him. But my website is said.com, My Instagram, Lisa Fisher on X, I'm Lisa Fisher said, because that's why. And that's how people reach out to me. Thyroid is obviously my passion. Fasting is a passion. And now hormones are my passion. Yep. Because I want women to feel better. I want happy husbands. I want happy wives. I want happy partners. I want happy moms and dads, you know. And if mom ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. So true.
0: So true. Oh, girl, I love this so much. All right. We're going to have all your links in the show notes, of course. Okay. But I can't thank you enough for coming on. Um, Yeah, of course, you'll be a repeat guest. Yeah, because we went way over time. Sorry. I couldn't stop. I just couldn't stop. So, Lisa, thank you so much for coming on. I appreciate it. Bye.